You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals. Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's do it. What's good? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. It's your host, Bensky Belazare. And Ida Mekvi. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? We have a really special episode for you today. We're joined here with the Brandon Mitchell from Brand Resumes. What's going on? Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. I'm, and you guys are doing excellent work. So just really happy to jump on here, um, talk about, you know, my story and just drop some gems on y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, um, so housekeeping the items, make sure you're following us on all platforms, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitter, right? Instagram, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, all that good stuff. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on there. So make sure that you're following, giving us a listen, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's the best podcast on the East Coast. Let's do it. So um, we want to introduce our guest today, Brandon Mitchell. So I like to always tell um, how we met our guests. So low key, I think we might have met at the EYL event, but I don't like, I don't think we like, we record. We didn't like meet me. Like we were there at the same event. It was like yeah, yeah. two weeks after. I think I saw like a post. I don't remember. Um, but I was just like networking online. Um, I think I saw a post with you on it. I reached out. We connected. Had a phone call. Um, and then we kind of realized, oh, we were both at the EYL event. Um, yeah, yeah. So then that's when we kind of like made the connection and stuff like that. So. Um, We've been saying we gotta get you on a podcast, and we finally did. So we're ready for a really dope episode. Um, and so that's that's how we met. So Brandon Mitchell, if you could introduce yourself, who you do, where you from, and we can get the episode rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Brandon Mitchell. Like Bensky said, um, I am a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I run a few businesses, um, but most notably, um, I run a company called BrandResumes.com. Brand Resumes is a tech-enabled career advancement startup for entry-level graduates. So anybody who just graduated from college, mid-career professionals that say they've been in the workforce for quite some time now, and then executives. So I work with a lot of C-suite folks, directors, VPs of this, VPs of that, in the full nine yards. Um, and so what we offer is almost like job search strategy. So everything from the professional resume writing, which is super important, especially in today's day and age, LinkedIn profile development, so helping them, you know, really optimize their LinkedIn profiles, get that professional brand, interview coaching. We do some really cool stuff, apply to jobs on behalf of our, of our job seekers, and even get them on different job boards. Um, and so I started Brand Resumes in 2019. We're only about 17 months in, but I also um, own real estate. So I do, uh, I am a real estate investor. Uh, and then I also recently started a, a trucking fleet. So always keeping busy, always hustling is uh, the name of the game. Um, I am, you know, one of six, so I have a ton of siblings. I'm Jamaican-American, uh, came up from a small town um, on Long Island called Uniondale. So shout out to UHS, shout out to everybody who's been rocking me from, from the island, for sure. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm just a, a young uh, tech entrepreneur trying to figure it all out and miss all these different things and just trying to see through it. Um, it's all about the strategy to the execution. Got you, got you. So. Um, a, cu- a couple of things to unpack. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot of things to unpack. Yeah, that's a couple a, different suitcases. A couple of different suitcases. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So, one of the very first things, I guess, even before we talk about brand resume um, and how that started, one reason I really like resonated with your with your work, and I think um, you know, I definitely can say I look up to you, is mainly because we have, I can say, we share like a similar story. Literally, grew up on Long Island, right? You're Jamaican descent. I'm from Haitian descent. 
into Nigerian descent, right? Grew up on Long Island. I believe you said you went to like a CUNY or a SUNY. If, if SUNY I, Plattsburgh. Went to SUNY Plattsburgh. Um, so I, I went first. I went to SUNY Stony Brook, then I transferred to CUNY Queens College. Anyway, public school, New York, New York public school. Um, we were both involved in NABA uh, in Shout undergrad, right? So NABA, that's the you know we talk about that every other episode. Um, and you know after NABA, I know you told me that's when you went to like the the business world, right? Like you know the banking and stuff like that, and that's damn near the same things. Very like very very similar upbringing, very very similar story to what we have. So I was like, damn, like you know there's more out there, you know what I'm saying? So that, <laughs> that was like the first. That was like the first thing I noticed. So um, I, I definitely look up, you know, I, I look up to that and I appreciate that because it's like, you know, it's it's encouraging to see other people similar to you, like-minded, coming from similar story, you know, successful in doing their thing. So that's definitely something that, you know, that resonated with me, um, similar, similar upbringing and, and things like that. Um, so I want to know, how do you, like you graduate or, I mean, uh, graduate uh, college and like, how do you, decide that's what you want to do like uh, start brand resume um and then even those other business ventures that you're going into like where does the idea spark from and and how do you keep yourself motivated and 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 wanting to keep doing new things yeah so for me i mean i feel like i've always been a hustler since the time i can remember i started working at 14 years old um and even before that when i was like 10 or 11 back on long island um in the, the suburbs for anybody who doesn't know you know, I used to shovel snow. So I was young and trying to get trying to get those those games with them on Nintendo DS or trying to get those oh. games. So um, I really took after anybody who I saw making money because, you know, my parents wasn't just going to give me money just because they always instilled in me the hard work of going out and get it yourself. So from shoveling snow, I mean, I'm talking about the middle of winter to working at um, my high school as like a janitor to, you know, working at Dunkin Donuts, Abercrombie and Fitch. I mean, I've been working for quite some time. And so, you know, I've always told my family, my uncle's like, I want to become an entrepreneur. I might want to go into finance. Um, and so for me, it was really getting into college that um, really doubled down on that because when I went to school and I wasn't going to go to school at first, uh, honestly, I was a class clown in high school. So, you know, even college was like, you know, maybe, uh, but I was not going to do that coming from a Jamaican household, you know, education is extremely important. So, I had to go to school, right? And um, when I decided to embark on the whole college journey, I was looking at all, all these majors, but finance really stuck out to me because I really like numbers. I like, you know, money. I like to understand all about the, how the world works and just the financial sector stocks always, you know, kind of intrigued me a little bit growing up. Didn't know a lot about it because, you know, in my network, I didn't have a lot of people who knew about that type of stuff. Um, but I went to college on a whim and I said, you know what, you know, I'm going to study finance. And so when I got into the program, it was pretty cool because, I essentially came in with some credits from uh, high school. So I was already like a few semesters ahead of ahead of my of my time. Um, well, not a few, a few credits per se, because I came in with 12 credits, which I think equivalates to like three classes or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so I studied finance. Um, and if anybody knows anything about finance, it's really deep about how the really um about how business works. Finance, accounting, it's really the underlying aspects of any big business. When you look at you know, the Wall Street uh, Journal, you look at anything, you're always talking about numbers and stock in indices and just different things like that. So just being a finance major in itself was really the uh, genesis of really deep diving into business. Um, so business minded. And when I got to school, I didn't really want to waste any time. So I got real quick to, um, you know, and privy to the whole the whole club space. For me, it was like, I'm, a, I'm on campus now. Um, I'm, uh, you know, five hours away from my parents, from everybody else. I could either, you know, waste time to slack off or I could really get straight to it. 
And so I've always been somebody who didn't really want to waste time. I think time is money and time is extremely valuable. And it's not something that we get back every single second. Um, and I think there's 86,000 seconds in a day. Um, you know, it's really important to leverage that and really optimize how you are spending your actual um, hours and in, in your days. And so when I was in school, you know, I thought, you know, well, let's let if I want to be in business, let me start a business. And I think that's a lot of what, you know, college students who are entrepreneur minded studying any type of business major, you're always thinking about businesses. You grow up seeing these big companies, you know, you're grow up hearing all these different things, seeing commercials on TV, and it's all really interesting. And so I wanted to be part of that diaspora. I wanted to be part of the whole business world, but I didn't really know how. And so I really got in tune with um, as much as I could. And to be honest, I launched my first startup when I was a freshman which was pretty insane. Um, and so for me, that 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 startup experience, um, although it was, in my opinion, a failure, it, it gave me a lot of, of, uh, of uh, training, almost like entrepreneurship training, right? Like your first startup, you always fail. Um, but it gave me everything that I needed to know. And then from there, I was able to just um, learn more, uh, fail, fail more, learn more. And then over time, it just really instilled in me that if I'm going to you know, be successful, I'm gonna definitely have to understand how this stuff works. But I started my first startup freshman year, it was a failure. Um, and then, you know, just kept going and kept going. And then again, the uh, second startup came um, right before I graduated. So if you want, I could talk about that startup because it, man, it was, it was definitely something. Definitely, definitely, definitely wanna hear that. All right, so <laughs> the first startup that I did was called Idea Yet. Now, idea as a concept was a little bit ahead of its time in my eyes, because with the whole idea yet, I had a concept that was like, I was like, man, I got all these ideas. Everybody got these ideas, but no one really wants to start it. Everybody just wants to hold their ideas. But I said, you know what? We should do a social media platform. So back then, um, I think like 20, you know, 15, I was thinking like Facebook is blowing up for everybody's on Facebook, that whole connectivity of just being able to search people, find people, talk to people, DM people. It was really intriguing to me, but I wanted to bridge that with entrepreneurship. So I said, it would be super dope if we made a social media platform that combined equity crowdfunding, which means that people can come and co-invest in your idea, get a small percentage of equity, but then also be able to grow and build your idea. So let's say you would go on idea.com create your account. And instead of your newsfeed being just like kind of mind wasting stuff like Facebook, like the memes and just the nonsense, it will be a curated feed of what you're interested in from an investment perspective and from a thought leadership perspective. So if you're interested in, I don't know, like aerospace, you'd see aerospace ideas, aerospace companies and people who are trying to put ideas out there. And then as a, as a contributor or as a thinker, which was a user type, you'll be able to actually invest and um, build on those ideas and it'll bring in investors, but really just like, make people smarter, but also just push entrepreneurship. So that was the concept. Um, it was gonna be microtransactions. It was super cool. And it was a great idea. I mean, I, we pitched that Tech Day 2016. Um, I got featured by uh, like the East Meadow, which is um, a, a town in Long Island's like the whole uh, news thing, but it didn't really take off. Um, and I always say that it didn't take off because I didn't have the right team at that point. Um, and I always say that the team is really important when it comes to business because depending on how competent your team is and really executing on what they need to execute on can really determine how fast or uh, or if you even move forward. So the team just wasn't the right thing. I was trying to just get the people on campus. I was just trying to figure out who, you know, who knew coding, who knew marketing and just trying to grab people in my network. 
Um, and I wish I would have went outside of my just small SUNY platform network to find actual talent that had the right skill sets. Because my mind was already like, I had like the Harvard mentality. <laughs> so I was thinking like, you know, really big. Um, so we raised like $4,000. We built the website. I built it from scratch. I learned how to code when I was in college. And it was just uh, an amazing experience, but it didn't really take off. Um, and so for me, I didn't really give up. I kind of put the idea on the back burner and just went to something else. And so I went through college, but also while I was building this whole idea yet brand and I was doing all the stuff like that, I realized that if I'm going to, you know, be in the business world, I still need to, you know, prioritize getting a job like that can't, you know, you know, you want to do the entrepreneurship, you're still in college to get a job to actually make it when you get out. So although I'm doing all this entrepreneurship stuff, I'm also joining clubs, being connected, staying, you know, um, like, and actually being a person on campus that people know. So it's like people knew me for so many different things. Oh, who's this guy? He's fresh and running around, um, trying to run a company. But then also the same freshman is having seniors and juniors come to him for resume help, LinkedIn help. I was like the LinkedIn connector back in the day. Like people was like, how do I create an account? What's LinkedIn? And I'm talking about juniors and seniors and I'm a freshman. So it was all there. And then as I kind of got into the resume writing space and just helping people just for free, helping people give a straight game because my resume was always fire. Um, <laughs> I got, I kind of understood that there might be a market there. And that's really how the first iteration of brand resumes came. Um, I was really good at this resume stuff. I had the internships that I was getting, just having a great resume, um, Facebook internship, um, well, interview, not at an intern, internship, Wells Fargo, um, Bank of America interviews, and it was all coming from a non-target school. And for those who, who are out there who don't know what a non-target school means, it means like a CUNY or SUNY school that's not like a big name Ivy League. And so typically the way that it works is you don't really get these type of uh, internships coming from a non-target school. Unless you're paying crazy money, you have coming from a, a crazy network, it's really, really, really hard to break into some of these internship programs. Um, but I was getting great interviews. And so it's just a testament to the resume stuff. And um, you know, once I realized that uh, there was a market, I just wanted to put people on. So it didn't matter to me that, you know, I was writing resumes for free. I was really trying to put people on because if I was getting these internships, I was like, yo, all y'all got to get these internships. Um, and I just wanted to be a connector on my campus. And so uh, fast forward, I got the internship at PwC through NABA, went to a conference, the Eastern Regions Conference, um, got exposed to recruiters. She loved the resume, interviewed on the spot. They flew me out to New York City from Plattsburgh as a sophomore, did three rounds of interviews, Killed all three of them in New York City. And then the next day on the flight back home, I realized that I got an internship at PwC. Did that. Um, and then when I went my, my senior year, I realized that, well, you know, I might want to work here. So I, I had um, interviewed for the full-time job as at the end of the internship. So sophomore interning, right? At the end of the internship, interviewed for a full-time job because I had enough credits. Mm. Got a full-time job as a sophomore. Um, told them I'm a graduate a year early. And then in that senior year, after I had the job offer already in hand, 75K starting salary, I decided to launch resumes.co. Because even though I had that job offer already lined up, right, I still was like, I kind of still want to be an entrepreneur. And the last semester of college is when I started resumes.co. And the thing about resumes.co is it was the same concept of brand resumes, resume writing company. But the difference was I was targeting the wrong market. I was like, well, I'm going to write resumes for college students. Um, so I had like packages for freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors, like $40, $50 here, $60 here. But the thing is that um, in doing that, I realized that, you know, people weren't really incentivized to buy the packages. Although they needed it, it was just the wrong market for what I was trying to do. Um, and so that was really the start. Um, it was it really came into life 
in uh in uh, 2017 right before i had graduated gotcha gotcha so again so you graduated a year early then as you're saying yeah gotcha. graduated a year early from college gotcha gotcha nah like that's that's dope because i was say a lot, a lot of parallels every time so like yeah you know, that NAVA conference like that because that, that's where i got my opportunity right full time after the internship so that's why we say don't sleep on them internships especially if, if, especially nah, if you're in the critical. business world don't sleep on them internships yeah. some internships are a gateway to the full time um absolutely so definitely definitely parallels there um, resume writing at a point in, in school, like I had like four people a day coming to me, like four people in a week coming to me, like, yo, can you, can you go over my resume? Can you fix it for me? Send it back. And then um, I, a couple of times I charged. So, I mean, that was pretty, uh, it was yeah. fun. but he was talking about, um, uh, we had the same thing, you know, a lot of people would come to us and, and he, he, uh, Betsy had an idea about monetizing the whole thing. So it's pretty cool to see like, um, yeah, or what if become yeah, yeah, yeah what if like, become what, like an actual yeah, thing yeah, yeah. yeah. So. for sure for sure so yeah it, it was dope because um about senior year yeah i guess like our senior year like you said like it was it was to the point where you no know, people knew like me Edom, allen um right people knew that like we were now but people knew that like we would do mock interviews and resumes and things like that and it was just dope yeah. helping people because we had that experience one thing yeah. you know i obviously a lot of it goes back to napa napa gave us that experience of going to all the different workshops conferences you know uh, pre-conference trainings of like this is how you write a good resume this is how you interview this is how you do that and when you're in napa day in and day out for three years you know for myself you know, for Alan, even probably like four or so, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're getting that information and like getting to obviously applying it to yourself and getting to help other people with it. Um, it's dope. It's really cool. It's a, it's a really, it's a really cool opportunity. And like you said, like, it's, it's really cool. Cause I had like a, I, I had like an idea for it, but then seeing, you know, brand resumes as like, you know, like officially, like that's how you really do it. It's cool <laughs> seeing that, like that idea. That's, it's cool seeing that idea monetized, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. you know, yeah, that's absolutely. the first, Maybe the only resume writers I heard were like the ones they have on campus. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones you have in like your career office and like Yeah, and they're not making money doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, there are oftentimes, bro, I would I would correct resumes that the the campus writer approved all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was definitely some uh some uh some issues going on with some of what they was providing. So yeah. you know, I just came in and um you know, it's great to have help, but I always differentiate professional from just like, you know, someone who could just get it done, yeah. you know? And so um, I like to consider our, us in the bracket of professionals where, you know, we are experts in this in this actual field, all the technical nuances when it comes to the applicant tracking systems, when it comes to understanding the verbiage choice, understanding that even every different industry has different sections that you might put on a resume. What are the different certifications and just yeah. how do you articulate the actual content for the intended role because yeah. working and on a resume for an entry level graduate is so much different than working on a resume for someone who's like a mid-career versus an executive and then even in those executive ranks a director versus a senior director versus the svp versus the evp i could go in it's all different right and so it, it gets really technical in terms of how you can put this stuff together because at the end of the day they're paying to for you to help them get an interview and so you need to be able to articulate their, their value. So yeah, the resume thing is is, is definitely insane um, because no, a lot of people sleep on it or they just help people and don't know that this is an actual thriving industry, $50 billion industry. Um, and typically, you know, during recessions, unfortunately this pandemic, uh, resume writers typically do a lot better because people are losing jobs. And so it's one of those industries that um, 
I couldn't have predicted that I would be, you know, pioneering a company and that would be in its the highest peak during, you know, an, an, unfortunately a season where people would be getting unemployed and furloughed and all those things like that. Um, so people would say, thought I was crazy quitting my corporate job. So we could talk about that in a bit, yeah. but man, <laughs> it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah, no, definitely. That's exactly what I want to get into next. Cause I know you say you started your senior year, um, right before you went full-time, but then as you were working full-time, you were working on that. And then I remember I asked you, like, when was that point where you said, all right, you know, because if I remember correctly, you, you was touching six figures, like, at, at working corporate, and then you want to go do that. You want to go stop that to go, you know, run run your own business. So, like, what, what was that like? Because not a lot of people are even making six figures that young, and not a lot of people are leaving six figures to go. Yeah. family ain't happy. Yeah, to go do that. So what, what was that like, you know, making that choice to say, hey, let me stop doing my career to go pursue my own business. Yeah. So, so like I said, um, the resumes.co didn't take off in 2017. Fortunately, through resume writing, got my got my full-time job at the PwC. So worked there for two and a half years as a technology consulting associate. So essentially a management consultant. And for those of those, for those of you know you all who might be listening who doesn't know what a management consulting uh, consultant is, it's essentially somebody who puts on a suit. And a nice tie or you know you got your power woman's jacket on and you're going to consult at these big brands you're going into their corporate offices and actually telling them what to do and literally driving the projects that uh, they can't fulfill on the on their own mm-hmm. so they're essentially paying you for your intellect a consultant sells information and sells uh the pathway of doing it a little bit more efficiently so as a consultant i was going into some some of these top companies on wall street really giving them game, um, top telecommunications firms, and just um, providing strategy that uh, they needed from a technical perspective. So I've always been in the tech field. And so doing that was pretty cool because I got exposed to so many different concepts. And again, being in corporate for two and a half years, you're still almost at that associate level. So you're not even, I wasn't even like a manager or a director. I was still like, you know, kind of early on into my career. But for me, it was, um, I always knew that my resume writing idea, although it didn't take off in 2017, I knew it was still golden. Like I always been a firm believer in myself and I implore everybody to believe in yourself and to believe in your own capabilities to execute and to believe in your own ideas and hashtag idea yet, but believe in in your own ideas because honestly, if you really put in the time and the the education and, and the necessary steps, you can be successful. So what I did is was working, making this big bank, 23, it was lit, you know, turning up in every city on the corporate card. I was, it was great, man. I mean, <laughs> five-star dinner every night, whatever hotel you want. I mean, corporate points out the, it was crazy. So even when you talk about leaving, like who will leave that? That's like, you know, you don't hit the jackpot, you know, especially coming from, you know, um, back before college, I was making 8,025 cents at Abercrombie and Fitch at the mall. Yeah. So now making 40 something dollars an hour only in a few years, it was a whole lifestyle shift. So when you talk about leaving that, um, that's very scary. But I always knew that I um, believed in myself. And so for the whole leaving thing, I mean, it was, again, I was an entrepreneur my whole life. So it was like, I was working the corporate thing, but also I'm always, I'm taking notes. I'm seeing how, you know, the partners work. I'm seeing how the directors work. I'm seeing how, what the managers do and the senior associates and then the associates. I saw the whole chain of command. So I understood that if I left, I would be almost fast tracking to being the partner. What did the partner do? The partner came in making 600K a year. And all the partner did was fly into the different um, clients that he had, you know, talk game to the, to the, to the big stakeholder, take them out to dinner, you know, maybe go golfing with him. 
And then he's out to the next client in, in another city like the next day. So I saw how the game worked. I saw how these deals were getting done. And I saw how, you know, what it looks like at the, at the, at the top level. So all I did is I said, okay, well, I'm going to do this for myself. And that's when I started Brand Resumes in, um, in May uh, of 2019. And leaving took about, you know, honestly, five months because I didn't quit my job until October uh, 26. So in that five months, I mean, it had to have been explosive and it was. First month, we made like $4,423 that first month. And I knew it down to the penny. Mm-hmm. And then the second month, we made like $10,000 and dollars And then in the third month, we was at 15000 in sales, all while I'm still working, going to work. Yeah. So it was just real crazy to see the business take off while I'm still working my nine to five. Yeah. I was going down into Wall Street, um, straight, I was straight to Wall Street every day, um, working at one of the big banks. And um, I was just still running my company while I was there, while I was doing everything. And so for me to even quit, I needed to see consistency in my business. And I implore everybody who is thinking about quitting their job or quitting their job, um, you know, in the near future to, to, to really look for consistency in the business, because some biz, some businesses are um, seasonal, right? So you got some businesses that, you know, it'll just move with the different season or, or different trends. And again, Every business has peaks and troughs. So your business might be up for a little bit. Now it's not doing so great, depending on the time of the year, depending on um, the customer type. But for me, I wanted to see if this business was really going to be successful over, uh, you know, quite some time. Um, And once I realized that, and it was six months, five months, and we were still making the same money and the numbers and and it was just going like this. I said, all right, I'm going to have to get up out of here. Um, and once I decided to quit, I saved some money. So I saved up 50000 Um, I got some certifications. I bought my real estate investment property. It's just so if anything were to happen, I had a consistent income coming in from something. Because you never know. You could be making $25,000 one month, and the next month you're making $1,000. Yeah. So I was always like, let's plan, let's plan, let's plan. Um, and then I said, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger. Email my manager like, yo, it's time for me to go. And then was like, man, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to promote you. You're doing so well. But it was that time to get up out of there. And it was the best decision that I ever made. That's what's up. That's, what's up. That's not easy. That's not easy. It's not. But like, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, and a lot of things you said um, sound really advanced for your age, you know, just thinking on so many levels, you know, um, it's like everybody else around you is playing checkers and you're playing chess in terms of watching what's going on and, and just always like on your, on your feet, but with like, uh, like alert and ready, you know, kind of like, um, um, like a fight or flight kind of sense in terms of, of you're always looking ahead, you're, you're watching your surroundings, see how things work. And that's something that's, um, I think it's a, a lot of parents tell their kids, um, at a young age, too young, maybe to get it. And then here you are at, uh, 23 or so, like, you know, probably writing stuff down, watching, looking, and like, just keeping things in mind to go and, 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 and put that in your own life. So it's pretty, and you know, the, the, I don't know the expression, but you know, here it is, is the fruit of your labor. And, and, and another um, expression is uh, you spend your what, nine to five. Um, I think it's to pay the bills or something. And then your, your 5 PM to like, whatever, for like the rest of your life. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. six to ten. Right, there so, you go, nine to five funds the six to ten. There now, you yeah, go. Yeah, there for you go. For sure. I've heard so many iterations. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. No, for sure. And um, you know, that kind of reminds me. I remember we had a, when, like when we had a phone call, kind of like when we first met. Um, you told me something that I kind of stuck. You you were saying that like during that time you were at, you know, you, you were working your career, 
Um, and you said that you, you were watching how the partners, the, the, the directors, managers work. Um, you're like, yo, like pay attention. You told me like, pay attention to, you know, everything that you do from your project work to your production work, to how your employees, you know, how, how they, how they interact, how they move. Um, and you're pretty much telling me like, you know, take note of all that because all those are like, you know, skills and things that you could transfer to your own business. Um, Absolutely. And you know, I guess I think at the time, I guess when we first spoke, I was just a couple months into my job. Now I'm a little bit more past, more past like a year. Um, and things are starting to make sense and starting to apply, you know, start to apply more to running my own business. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is seeing systems, everything like, you know, a lot of these big companies, they got systems and processes, you know what I'm saying? That's how they get these tasks done. Um, and obviously a team, you know what I'm saying? I think those are probably the big three, two or three, if you want to consider a system and a process, the same thing. But those are the big things that like, you know, move a business forward when you got a good team of people. And you got a good system slash process of how to get, you know, tasks and things done. Um, so that's something I remember, like, he told me that back then. And, like, you know, I've been yeah, trying yeah. to keep that, you know, in my head while I'm doing my, you know, everyday work, doing all my project work, going to the meetings, just seeing, like, how does it flow? How, how do they, you know, get things smoothly? How do they get these complicated tasks done with a team? You know what I'm saying? So different things like that. Um, I think people, you know, if you if you're starting a business, think about starting a business, even not, and you're just working your nine to five, like keep in mind how that stuff works. Um, I think it's just it's just it's really helpful. You know what I'm saying? You never yeah. know how and where it can apply. What I like to say is that if your business does not have systems and procedures, you have a hobby. It's mm. a fact. Say it again, one more time. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. If your business does not have systems, um, and procedures, you're, you're running a hobby. You don't have a business. Um, and quite frankly, I'm sorry to break it to you. But to be honest, you know, real businesses, how they thrive and how they grow is they have consistent processes that are repeatable and they scale them through automation mm -hmm. and they put people in position so that things can get done. Right. Again, you can't have a one man show for forever. You definitely need to scale up and you need to understand that if you don't have the talent or the skill set or the capability, outsource the talent. Don't be afraid to give 10% or 5% to somebody else if that's going to take, you know, 5, 10 hours, 15 hours off of your week. So a lot of times people are in the mindset that they got to do everything themselves. They got to be they got to touch everything because it's their baby. It's so close. But the biggest companies like they have teams of people just doing certain things. They, that's why they have an accounting department. That's why they have a marketing department. That's why they have literally, you know, a sales department, a legal department, all that matters because you need people in position to get the job done. And they got the one person at the top that's just orchestrating and watching the whole thing, right? And so um, it's all about growing and understanding what are the different business functions. And it's something that people don't really think about, but there's a reason why different, you know, um, departments exist within a company. It's not for, for no reason. Uh, smart people put together what a successful organization looks like. And I always say that success leaves receipts. So you just got to follow the uh, blueprint. That's it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. I think that's a great way to end our first segment. Um, but nah, like that's a, that's a lot of gems. That's a lot of gems dropped right there. So if you guys listen and make sure, um, make sure you're, you're applying. This. this is some really good stuff. So, all right, segment two, everybody eats podcast. We got the quote of the day. Uh, Eden will say the quote. We'll try and guess who said it, and then we'll just say our interpretation. So, sure. So, um, quote is. Uh, don't be afraid to close your eyes and dream, but then open your eyes and see. Mm. So don't be afraid to close your eyes and dream, 
but then open your eyes and see. So um, the rapper who said it. Um, I want to say it sounds like a lyric. Nah, it's a quote. It's a quote. Um, rapper is from New York, uh, specifically Harlem. That's all I'm going to give. A rapper from Harlem. Davies? Rapper from Harlem. Old rapper or young rapper? Uh, older, I guess. Older. Older. Older, yeah. Older. Man. It's got to be a business-minded rapper. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Older from Harlem. Harlem rappers, I'm thinking like ASAP Mob. Is that a, is that a TI? Nah. Nah. I ain't giving no more hints. That's all y'all getting. Oh, all I'm thinking is either ASAP Mob. Is either ASAP Mob or, or Dave. I mean, you were close to what you said. You said business business minded. So so I'll get that's like That's another good hint, I guess. Nah, is a, is a Nas from? Nah. Nah, he's not from. Nah, hold on. From Harlem. I think that's what Google told me, but <laughs> I don't know. Sheesh. I don't know. Really? He's not hitting. All right, so he has sons. What does that mean? This artist has sons. Oh, artist has. Yes. Also in the D- industry. Yeah. It's not Diddy. Yeah, children. That's also in the industry. Nah. It's a hard one. I'm going to feel dumb when I hear it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to feel dumb. Are you here? Yeah. Hey, he, he just said, not Diddy. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, it is? Yeah, King Combs is there. Let's get it. 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 I was on it. That's crazy. Say it one more time. I'm like, he said, not Diddy. Don't be afraid to close your eyes and dream, but then open your eyes and see. Got you, Diddy. Oh. I was thinking he's from Harlem. I was thinking Diddy. I didn't know he was from Harlem. Yeah, yeah. Learn something new every day. Everybody's podcast. There we go. <laughs> 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 nah, I think nah, I think that's I think that's dope. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think I think it's a dope quote, right? Like, you know, when they say don't like don't forget to look that. Remember to close your eyes and dream. Like, yeah, it's okay to have dreams, goals, like, you know, with brand resume, right? That was a dream that you had, or that was a goal that you had, or like an idea that you had, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you gotta open your eyes to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of goes Execution back to the whole like the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to talk about manifest, 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 you know what I'm saying? But it's like, all right, it's cool to manifest and say it, you know, but you gotta put the action behind it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You don't just dream about having a resume business and it happens. No, you gotta put in the work. Oh, it was a lot of work. Podcast, clothing line, a fleet, real estate, all that good stuff. It's cool to have all those dreams and aspirations, but you have to go yeah, take that first yeah. step. Open your eyes, drive, and make it work. Exactly. So drive, make it work. That's my interpretation. Or else you always got your head in the clouds. You always daydreaming, you know. So yeah. So you gotta open them up. Yeah, yeah. Gotta work. Gotta gotta go hard and get it by all means necessary. By all means necessary, for sure, for sure. All right. One more time. All right. One more time. Uh, don't be afraid to close your eyes and dream, but then open your eyes and see. Actually, there we I go. Diddy. I Diddy. All right. On that note, let's go to our final segment of today's episode. Um, so there are a couple points um, I want to go over. Um, in terms of the job market, professional job market, right? Um, we there are a lot of concerns. Uh, first, we just briefly off camera, whatever. We we just went over the Jobs Act, where you know, federal jobs and even just in general, a lot of uh, you know private sector jobs are not requiring a bachelor's degree as much. 
Um, then you also hear, you know, a lot of manufacturing jobs are going away because of automation. Um, and even just like, even in, in, in fintech, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, a lot of, beginning these AI, a lot of these jobs are going away, going to computers. So I'm curious, how does that affect the resume business? Um, has it, uh, or slash how does it? Yeah, um, in terms of technology, I'm gonna say this, software is eating the world. And that's a famous quote from A16Z, which is one of the biggest, uh, you know, venture capital firms in Silicon Valley. Right. And I say that to say is that technology and software has been by far one of the best investments that anybody can bet on, um, where people have seen 100x, 1000x returns on investment. So when it comes to AI and technology, right, we're just going to get smarter. Uh, they're going to get smarter. I mean, people are going to continuously build that because you got to understand that the cost of human capital, labor, right? is expensive. It's very expensive to pay people to do the job. You got to worry about them, you know, taking off and having kids and, you know, calling out sick. Uh, robots don't call out sick at all. Robots uh, are going to follow a set of procedures and they're going to execute on it flawlessly um, because that's what they're programmed to do. And so when it comes to the actual resume business, I think that by allowing, um, and I'll take a step back, when it comes to looking at the, the Jobs Act and just the, the reluctance where people don't need as many um, like, you know, degrees and stuff like that, the skills are still going to be important. So it's going to be important to be able to write the code. It's going to be very important to be able to know how to do certain tasks that, you know, can't be automated. Um, but I think that people are going to realize that, you know, they don't need a degree. They just need to go ahead and go get the skills. So I think there's going to be a proliferation if there's not already in e-learning. E-learning as an industry is 200 billion right now in its infancy. And the overall education space is over, you know, a few trillion uh, education globally. And so I think that people are going to get smarter and especially resume writers, the way that we're adapting to it is that we're seeing a lot more resumes that we're writing in the tech space. People who, who's getting jobs right now, right? Let's talk about it. Uh, people in tech, people in healthcare, people in telecommunications. So you got your Zooms, um, your, your Microsoft Teams, your Slacks, right? Communication tools are thriving right now. Uh, healthcare hospitals are doing great. So it just depends on the type of industries. And so where I said that we should expect to see more clients in that space, more uh, enterprise SaaS companies, which means that we're writing more resumes for those type of companies. And so I think there's just going to be a shift in the type of roles and resumes that we're working on. But I don't think that we're going to be able to replace a resume writer anytime soon because the human element is important. Now, don't get me wrong. There are resume builder tools where you could pay like $3 a month and then they'll upgrade on you to like $30 a month before you know it. Um, but those type of tools, you know, it doesn't have the actual human element. And some the crazy thing is at Brand Resumes, part of our slogan is real humans, real results. Because I think it's very important to have someone who understands your industry actually writing your resume and really deep diving into the content and taking it apart. Like a, ro a robot cannot uh, replace that that human element and that uh, that fact of understanding and being and having real experience. But in terms of just, you know, automating that, you know, the creation of a document, you can, there's tools that have been out to do that for quite some time. Um, but I think that it's really important to understand that where we're going as a, as an economy and as a country is that tech is going to continuously um, be just smarter and more and, and more um, relevant. So you can either get with the times. I think that we're going to see a lot more people start to, you know, infuse tech into, into the work that they do. That's why you have um, industries popping up like fintech like ed tech, right? Um, med tech, all these different whatever tech 
because it's it's going to be here. So um, we write a lot of roles in the tech space, and I think that that's going to be an industry that that does not slow down at all. Um, and we're even bracing for that type of um, the, uh, the uh, type of push towards technology. Something that we're working on as an internal project that we're actually launching relatively soon is we're building our own tech platform that's going to eventually have AI and machine learning built in to where uh, it almost acts as a infrastructure as a, as a service. So a platform that all resume writers can actually use to manage their entire business operations. And so it'll almost allow anybody to build an amazing business and manage it more efficiently. Dashboards, analytics, tracking, easier order flow. And sooner or later, we're gonna build in some components to where um, it'll assist people as they're writing resumes, not replace the human, but assist the human. So let's say you're about to write a resume for you know a marketing uh, professional. And as soon as you open up and said, okay, I'm about to write this resume, you can select the drop down. It'll be like, all right, well, um, here are some suggested bullet points. Here are some suggested summaries. Here are some job descriptions to look at. And here are some suggested follow-up questions. So that will help the process. And I think that that's where uh, we're trying to build technology to really uh, be in place of this curve. Because you guys are so right. Tech is coming and the AI can definitely you know, disrupt businesses, but as long as you start to build the tools to stay ahead of the curve, then you'll be fine. So aside from, you know, writing the resumes and, and, and killing it in that space, you know, we're also building technology for resume writers as well to stay ahead of the curve. So we're doing it and, and, and tackling it from uh, both sides. I feel like tech this whole time has been a slow knife in a sense that um, in, in, the, in the job space for, for you know, humans, um, we knew it's been coming for a long time. And um, it's always been a thing, uh, but I, especially now with COVID, it's kind of, I'm sure helps sped that process up. And, you know, to your point about e-learning -E and, and coding, I, one of my friends is always telling me, you know, you gotta learn coding, Java, uh, Python, and all these programs. Um, and on top of that, I, I, so many times during quarantine, like we're in November, so about, well, it's a while ago, but it's like six, seven months ago, um, I saw uh, so many uh, program, I guess, directories or websites were offering uh, free free coding classes. I think Google was actually, was it Google? Google was at, uh, offered one. Google offered, yeah. I think, free coding. Uh, Masterclass at a point was offering to college students uh, uh, free yearly, uh, a free year subscription for $1. So, uh, like, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of e-learning and, and um, um, all that stuff is popping up. And, and I had a conversation with my brother um actually like a week ago i personally think um the tech space is kind of becoming um a lot more like um learning trades in the sense of like uh, uh it's like you said it's another path rather than go to college you know some people go to trade school you know to become an electrician plumber carpenter and that that those are jobs again we're gonna always need of course um for yeah for the most part yeah, yeah. For, 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 for the most part yeah. but I think oh, right. tech uh, coding is the same thing, just like you said, um, uh, machines execute everything flawlessly, but if there's something wrong, um, who's the guy to fix that? The guy or girl yeah. to fix that? And there's a lot of coding boot camps um, and training programs like that popping up where instead of, you know, you spending, you know, $40,000 to go get a whole nother bachelor's degree in some nonsense, you can pay $12,000 and it's to be a nine month intensive program that actually teaches you real skills real case studies, real capstone projects. And by the end of the actual bootcamp, you're already job ready. 
you're not, you know, four years into a program and now you're lost. You know how many people graduate from college and don't know what they want to do? Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I think that it's really important to understand that you got to be in a position for the future. You can't just think about today. You got to be thinking about five years, 10 years, 15 years from now. Yeah. But we're so stuck in the now that we're not planning for the then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's where uh, people got to really get their mindsets right. Uh, mind right, money right. Shout out Ash Cash. You know what I'm saying? That's really where it's really where you got to be at um, and really put yourself into the mindset of the future. Because again, you know, you could live your whole life. Your life could just flash by before you know it. You're already 55, 60 years old. You're right. Life is already done. So while we're here on this earth and while we're, we're capable, while we're young, um, it's important to really go hard and just try and future proof yourself. You know what I'm saying? And just do everything that you can to, uh, to just be ahead of the curve. So yeah, it's going to keep blowing up because it's, it's not slowing down. Now, that's a fact. Um, you like, again, like we were saying, like trades, like in the future, you know, I'm saying like, it, you know, coding is a trade, you know what I'm saying? It's a skill, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it a trade, but it's essentially the same thing where, again, you just need to know like, if you're nice at it, it doesn't matter if you went to, you know, Queens College, it doesn't matter if you went to Vanderbilt, it don't matter what, like as long as you're nice and you can get it done. Um, so I think, I think that's beautiful. And again, yeah, like back to, you know, e-learning and stuff like that. Um, COVID sped it up, you know what I'm saying? With work, everything is, you know, e-learning, online classes. Um, That's it. Like regular businesses, I think of EYL and they have their, you know, EYL University, you know what I'm saying? That online- Shout out EYL. You know, you know what I'm saying? Patreon and like those type, you know, tying in Patreon with like, you know, your online subscription or like online school, things like that. I think that that space, it's proved, it's proving at this point, you know what I'm saying, to be successful. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's only going to, you know, going to continue that online course learning and stuff like that. And again, yeah, I think, like Eden said, it was a- and, and I think that we're going to see a large shift if if COVID didn't already accelerate this towards remote working and towards yeah, remote yeah. jobs. And that's why I push people to become, you know, resume writers. I push people to, to do jobs that doesn't require them to even have to go into an office, right? Virtual assisting, uh, marketing, you know, all that stuff like that is can be done literally from the comfort of your home we're at you just gotta have a laptop and, and some wi-fi and what's up yeah. you know so i think that that's really where we're going uh distributed teams just dis distributed learning um because people woke up and was like wait i'm not commuting so now what so it's just really about um you know figuring out ways in which you can uh join this whole side of the, of the coin because this is where we're going and I also am a firm believer. And again, I think everybody should have a job, but everybody should also have a side hustle as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that I talk about because, you know, people woke up and lost their jobs and then now what? Exactly. But if you had a side hustle, you wasn't gonna be in that position, that was you. Yeah. So I think it's this whole, uh, this whole year uh, in a nutshell really showed a lot. And I think smart people will, will see this and then move accordingly, right? And um, that's where you wanna be. You don't wanna play yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you don't wanna play yourself. Don't, don't play yourself. Okay. That, that kind of like before I go to the last, you know, the next, the, the next topic, this kind of just reminds me of like I watch a lot of Gary V videos and stuff like that. And he's always kind of talking about kind of like predicting the future. Um, and I kind of saw um, he always talks about predicting the future. And I saw a video today where someone said, usually our greatest ideas are in our daily routine, where something something that we're doing every single day. We don't even realize where, you know, um, it, it could be like a great idea. So I kind of say that to say this in the sense of. Um, you know, Gary Vee always talks about like, you know, the next best thing, we, a lot of times we'll see it, for example, like a Facebook or like a TikTok, a lot of these apps, for example, he talks mainly in terms of apps. A lot of times we kind of see it today and we kind of can tell that's going to blow up, but we don't take action. 
You know what I'm saying? So kind of like, you know, when you're saying predicted for the future, Gary Vee was like, yo, no, TikTok, when TikTok first came out, a lot of people heard of it. And we kind of had an idea that this might kind of blow up because it's an app. But like, you know, a lot of people kind of just shot away and be like, ah, nah, nothing, nothing. And now look at it. Like, look how many stars, you know what I'm saying, are now on TikTok stars getting endorsements, getting deals and things like that. Um, so I think when it comes to like this industry and life, you know, a lot of us kind of see that too, where we kind of see the future a little bit, but sometimes we kind of want to deny ourselves and be like, ah, that's going to take forever. That's not going to really work out. Right. You know, and not until it kind of comes here and it's like, oh, everything's online or everything's this, done that. You know what I'm saying? And now it was part of your reality. And it's like, oh, I should have been working on this, you know, a couple months ago when I first saw it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's something that, you know, even myself, but I think that's a lot of things that we kind of, you know, as people, we kind of see, maybe we take advantage or take for granted that like technology moving so fast. Sometimes we can see where it's going, but we just don't take action for it. Uh, it takes action about it. So um, just got to be on your toes. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, not too busy so much planning about today. Like when you see the next thing happening, when you see the next trend, yeah. When you see the next trend happening and the next thing to happen, you gotta kinda, you have to keep your mind on and be like, okay, where can this lead? What kind of industries is gonna impact? Can I benefit benefit from it? Um, And and all that. So um, that concludes that. So the next thing I wanna talk about, um, kind of mentioned this in the first segment was team building. So I wanna wanna, wanna get on this topic for a little bit. how do you like we kind of know the importance of building a team how exactly do you do that though right and from a small business perspective so if you can use your example from from you know brand resume how do you find the talent how do you get them to join the team how do you get them to stay Mm -hmm. right i think those are the big things about building a team right you need to find them right and after you find them gonna be like yo join and then you gotta make sure they stay because you don't want high turnover right you don't want them here for two days and then dip so how do how did you do that slash like what's some advice you can give you can give on that for sure i'll go back to the quote that i said earlier success leaves receipts just follow the blueprint so when i got started i looked at all the top companies in my space i looked at the people who was doing it at the highest level so i overanalyzed the crap out of those companies because i wanted to see who they had in position and who was executing on the roles that i didn't even know i needed to have yet so I was going into their websites, understanding what their business model looked like. I went into those websites. I looked at all their marketing. I went to all their social medias. I had a, literally a list, a matrix of every single company by 13 different attributes. And I wanted to understand what every company was doing because I wanted to understand how I was going to be different. So before you talk about all that, let's talk about being different and making sure that you know your business is um, you know, going to be slightly different than everybody else so that you have your own unique value proposition. Um, and you know, you know why you're in business, right? Because again, if you're just copying somebody else, then that's not going to last for too long. Yeah. Um, so after I did that, and I understood, okay, these companies have um, these writers, and then they have, you know, these developers. I saw that some of them had like a writer who did, you know, um, quality control. That so they had like a senior writer. So they had like intern writers. I saw that they had all these different pieces in, in the equation. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, they got a director of sales too huh, what does that person do? Or oh, they got this partnerships manager? Hmm, I wonder what she does. And so I started to look at, and even if you go on LinkedIn, just go to their company page, you can see all, all their roles, big company, small company, medium-sized company. So do your research first. Um, actually analyze these companies out there because you can learn a lot by just looking on LinkedIn and just Googling and trying to put it all, put the picture together and how they became where they are. If you want to go even deeper than that, you can go to um, even the people at the different companies and chronologically look at, well, reverse chronologically look at 
how they even got to who they're at today. So go look at the CEO of, of one of your competitors, go on their LinkedIn profile, and you can even see how they got to CEO. What was the role before the role before the role before the role? So you can understand, you know, how they got there. But after I kind of deep dive and did all that research, I said, all right, well, I'm the one right now doing marketing. I'm the one writing the resumes. I'm the one trying to work on the tech. I'm the one trying to find people. I said, there's no way that I could do everything by myself and scale my business. At that time, I was probably making like 6,000 on the side, but I knew I wanted to be a big multi-billion dollar business. So for me to do that, I had to find the right people. Now, that's one of the hardest questions is where are you going to find the talent? Because guess what? Like I said before, human capital is very expensive. So hiring humans, oh man, 1099 W2, woo, you know, that's a big fee. I pay like four taxes on my on my internal employees, but um, they're there for a reason, right? Because you hire internal employees, they really build and uh, they really, uh, you know, uh, buying to your brand and into your vision. So, you know, they're going to be there for the long term rather than just a contractor that just might be there for the short term. Right. So um, for me, it was understanding who I needed to hire. I needed to get more people on the team to write resumes. They needed to get more people on the team to take sales calls and get more people on the team to do marketing. So I started to outsource. I went to Upwork.com, one of my favorite resources for finding talent. Um, Upwork really allowed me to find talent at a very effective cost. Now, at the end of the day, these people were freelancers, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a platform to find freelancers. It connects people who are looking for talent and you can get anything from, from virtual assistants to people to do your marketing automation, to people to do, you know, writing resumes, to people to do sales. You can find anybody on Upwork. And guess what? You can filter for US or foreign. So I was looking for cheap talent. And my thing is I interview everybody. Send me some samples of your work. Let's, let's talk about it. So after I review the samples, that's how I bring on people. I don't just hire people just because their bio looks good. Somebody could wrote that for them. <laughs> Who knows, right? I write things for people all the time. So, you know, um, I always ask people for their samples. And after I kind of go through people's samples and um, whether it's, you know, a more technical thing, I might say, hey, do this little quick project and let me see it. Because that's, you don't want to just bring on people to your team because you could actually, you know, waste a lot of time bringing on the wrong person. So went to Upwork, did a whole bunch of searches. I, I did, I hired a marketing automation person. She did all my marketing workflow campaigns. I just built out the copy, gave it to her. She plugged it into MailChimp. I found some resume writers on Upwork. I started to say, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you this. And people was like, I need, I need you, you bring in the orders? I'm like, yeah, I'm bringing you the orders. You just do the job. Boom. Started bringing on resume writers. And so for me, I just needed to understand and find the talent that I wanted to um, hire for. And I just went and found it. Now, Upwork is great. You could also um, try and get interns, which is a very effective strategy. Man, I know somebody in my network who's a millionaire. She got eight interns. So you don't even got, you can leverage interns as well. Um, there's so many different strategies out there, uh, but just go and find the right talent and you'll be successful. Just make sure that you have things for them to do. Because what you don't want to do as well is you don't want to bring on people and don't really know what they're going to do. Have real job descriptions. And this might sound lame, but go write a job description because it will um, make it very accountable for what they need to do. Their expectations will be there and you need something to track performance, right? You're Even though you're a small business, think of yourself as a big corporation. You need to be saying, okay, if I'm gonna bring on this marketing analyst, this marketing coordinator, this person gonna do this, 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 this. And these are my metrics for success. So every six months to, 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 to a year, I'm having a performance discussion with you on how I feel like you're performing. And I do that with my, with my, with my team. So those are the things that I think is important to implement you know, uh, performance reviews, implement all the stuff like that. And although these might seem big concepts, but even if you got two people on your team, you should still be trying to make sure that um, they're uh, doing projects that are going to advance them and challenge them, but then also that um, you are measuring their performance. So everybody goes through quarterly performance reviews on my team. 
um, and we keep it real um, cool and clean like that. But that's how I really did it. I, I went and I found the talent because I knew that I didn't want to do everything by myself. I was spending too much time, you know, and I'm more of a strategy guy. I'm more of a product guy. So I'm like, I'm like the visionary who got the vision and could really get into the weeds and will manage the whole thing moving forward. But I realized that it doesn't matter if I lose 5% here or, or 18% there. If I'm still profiting at a nice margin that I feel like is going to be good for me, I don't mind getting putting people in position. And um, Gary Vee, that I was talking about a little bit earlier, said a very powerful quote to me when I was starting my business. What he said was 99% of problems in business can be solved by hiring somebody. Mm, I've heard and that. that stuck out to me because once I started putting people on my team, things just started moving because now I'm not doing it and I'm just checking work. And it's a great, it's a great position to be to just check work and make sure that people's doing, you know, what they're supposed to do. And if you don't like it, uh, do it again, um, revise it, re-edit it. And that's how you move forward. You don't move forward doing everything yourself. You got to put people in position if you want to move forward as, as like a unit. So those are the small things that I did when I was getting started. And again, we might still be small, almost half a million dollars in revenue for sure by the end of the year. But, um, you know, we're, we're still learning and growing, but these are the things that have made me successful in just a short amount of time. And that's why I believe that uh, we're going to be a multi-million dollar firm re real soon. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I think that that goes back to um, learning what you can at these corporate jobs. When you're talking about quarterly performance reviews and things like that, finding talent, job description, all that is stuff that when you go into these big four, when you go into these business firms, business companies, that's what they're doing. That's what they're practicing. You know what I'm saying? Every two weeks, I got to meet with my manager. Every few months, I got to get a performance review. Every six months, we got to break down, you know, how was the first half of the year? At the end of the year, you got to do the full year review. You know what I'm saying? It may not be fun sometimes, but honestly, if you really take a step back out of yourself in the whole situation, you know, that's the blueprint. Like you said, yeah. those are the receipts. Those, that's, 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 you know, that's how you, that's how you get results. That's how, you know, you work with others and things like that. So, um, even now, you know, you, you saying that it's like really making me think like, okay, how can I improve? How can I apply? Um, and things like that. So again, like, you know, that's stuff that you can get, that's experience that you can get, you can take from one job and bring to yourself. Um, and you know, I, I love seeing that, that it worked for you. Um, you mentioned the upward going there to find talent. I'm assuming, is it similar to like Fiverr? Cause I've used Fiverr like once or twice. Um, very, very similar, but you. Upwork is better for higher quality talent. Got you. Hey, noted. Noted. Putting that right now. <laughs> but for sure, I think that's a, um, you know, that, that's a, that's, that's some gems, you know what I'm saying? For people starting that small business, we, you know, it kind of reminds me, we just had an episode maybe last week, two weeks ago with uh, Love from Culture Vegan. She's a, uh, you know, she has a vegan um, cafe out here in, in, in Virginia Beach. And she was talking about how, you know, putting trust in her coworkers to have them do the job so she doesn't do everything herself. So she doesn't have to micromanage, you know, so she they can take care of it while, you know, she's more, you know, overseeing and things like that. Um, right. And, you know, she's she's doing it from a, you know, a vegan cafe perspective. You're doing it from, a, uh, you know, a resume perspective. So it doesn't necessarily matter what exactly industry or job they're in. You know, these are things that can apply. Um, Absolutely. So, uh yeah man so one last thing um we'd like to ask our guests what are their conceded goals so if you so you personally either for yourself or for your business right what is one goal that you personally want to achieve and not grow the business because everyone says that so if you could have one specific maybe selfish goal that you want to say i want to do for yourself or you want to see for your company what would it be i personally want to train the next generation of of um, resume writers. I want to be the person who 
uh, leads the industry. And um, that's why I, you know, decided to, you know, really take some time this year to really think about my success and my journey and put together a course on how to kind of get into this field. Because for me, when I was coming up, I didn't really understand. Um, I didn't even know about this, this business or this field at all. It came to me when I was in college. So my selfish goal is I want to train a lot of people who look like me, who don't look like me to get into this space, to be very successful, because there's a lot of room for everybody to, you know, build and, and grow and thrive. So selfishly, I want to be the number one, you know, portal to get people into this space and be able to make money and thrive and either, you know, run their own multi-million dollar, you know, you know, six-figure resurrecting business and company. Um, so that's my selfish goal for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'd love to hear it. Um, and then lastly, so, um, Either one, you can pick a song you've been listening to a lot lately or a song that can describe your incredible like uh, year and a half, not even since 2013. So probably like your, your long journey. So any any song that can describe it. What are the two? I mean, I'm definitely a Roddy Rich fan. Got you. That's my guy. So uh, uh, I just got to say, you know, my song, Every Season, man, we really be balling out every season. Yeah, balling out every season, man. Yeah. Come on. Definitely, definitely. We'll add that we one. here for it. We ain't slowing down at all. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a this fact. train is going. <laughs> That's a fact. All right. So on that note, before we conclude, any final points, Brandon? Any final points? Any last time? Yeah, I would, just, I would just implore everybody to reach out. Um, if you are thinking about, you know, transitioning jobs, getting into, you know, some new employment, if you've been furloughed, laid off through, due to COVID, I, we can definitely help you out. Um, I'm an expert in the resume writing field. And, you know, if you are interested in becoming a resume writer, um, last week I dropped my flagship course to teach people how to get into this space of resume writing, everything you need to know to really jump in and make anywhere from $1,500 to $4,000 per month just starting as a new writer. Um, it's a really intensive course, dropping all the gems and tools, everything that I used when I started, plus what I'm still using now to be able to make money. And I think that it's an amazing opportunity. Writing resumes is super simple. You could do it from home. There's a lot of people out there who's helping people and not getting paid for it. So, um, yeah, if you really, you know, if you really think um, and you're looking for, for something to do and looking for another stream of income, tap in with me, um, DM me, check, click, click, click the link in my bio. I got it there. Um, and just, you know, just follow me, you know, Brandon underscore the resume guru. I'm always pump, pumping out content and trying to, you know, push the agenda forward. For sure. For sure. So I was about to say next, what's, how can people reach out to you? Um, what's your website and all that information? So people. Yeah, definitely. So Brandon underscore the resume guru on Instagram. Uh, the website is www.brandresumes.com. Um, we're everywhere. LinkedIn, you can add me, Brandon Mitchell, PNP, CSM. Those are my certifications. Um, and yeah, just definitely tap in with me. Follow the company at Official Brand Resumes, and just you know, stay tuned and um, just see what's good, see what we got coming next. We got a lot of things in, in the funnel. That's what's up. Love to hear. Love to hear it. Anything? I'm good. I'm good. All right. So on that note, man, thank you very much. We just had a very insightful, educational episode. I really love it. Love to see another brother doing it and again. You know, very similar upbringing, very similar story. So it's very inspiring. Um, for myself to, you know, see, see, see what the possibilities are and see people like me, um, people like us, you know, killing it and doing all that. So, um, you know, proud, thankful for you to, um, you know, coming on today's episode for you guys following, make sure you listen on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram at everybody eats dot pod on Twitter, where E B E 
EBE Pod on Twitter. Make sure you're following us on all platforms, snippets, episodes, all that good stuff. Um, we'll be on there again. Brian Mitchell, thank you very much for joining us thank this you, evening. Thank you very much. So we'll see you next week. Be sure.